Right, why don't you introduce yourself? Um, well, what would you like to know? <laughs> How about just say your name? All right, um, I'm Seth McCoy. And you're a student at AACC. Mm -hmm. And what was your course of study when you first got here? When I first got here, I didn't know what I wanted to do. So did that change? Uh, yes, that changed. Um, I took one chemistry course and I was like, oh, this is pretty great. So I changed my major to chemistry, and then I also added a dance major because I've been dancing for a while. That's an interesting combination. Yes, it is. Welcome to Redefine You, a podcast that explores what happens when we're challenged to change our beliefs, our thoughts, or even who we think we are. What if chasing our passions produced tangible results? What if our varied, seemingly unconnected interests powered each other? I'm Dan Baum, and in this episode, we'll talk to Seth McCoy about how he came to pursue his interests in both chemistry and dance. Then we'll hear from Linda Fitzgerald, coordinator of AACC's dance program, about the benefits of dance and what teaching dancers has meant to her. First, Seth's story. Well, let's start with the science part. What appeals to you most about science? Um, I don't, I don't really know. I just like learning things. Like I like to know things. I think science is interesting just cause it's, cause it can be understood and it's really interesting to know the way that the world works and just how everything works together. So are you so. just pursuing your curiosity or are you considering a career path there or? Oh, for sure. I've, um. I want to go into some sort of like research field because I think that we have a lot of problems in the world right now and there are a lot of we need people in those research fields to help work it out Absolutely. so I'm hoping to do like environmental research try to get that sorted out is the environment something that's really important to you um I mean we're floating on a dying rock and we're killing it faster so you know if we want to you know get anywhere in the universe we need to start figuring out how to fix our environment because we're not doing it any favors right now and i don't think we're putting the effort that we need to necessarily into that kind of stuff because of course people go where the money is and the money is in you know fossil fuels and all that stuff but it's not very good for us I just feel like if we want to continue advancing scientifically, if we really want to figure out as much about the universe as we can, we need to start fixing the environment of Earth. Suddenly I got this image of dancing on a dying rock. <laughs> it's a very artistic thought. <laughs> so I'm thinking there's some choreography opportunities for you there. Indeed. <laughs> Grab some interstellar music. <laughs> What about dance? Dance. So my sister, she was a dancer when she was younger. She started dance when she was like seven or something. And her teacher uh, learned that she had three male siblings. And she uh, told her mom that she wanted all three of us to try dance. Wow. So all three of us did. Okay. Um, two of us stuck with it. And that's basically how I started dancing. Just my sister's teacher wanted me to. <laughs> so. And then how did you get involved in dance here at AACC? Um, I never stopped dancing from when I started to 
my time at AACC, and I heard that the AACC had a dance company, and I was like, oh, that should be fun. I wanna, I wanna try that. So, what connections do you see between your chemistry studies and <laughs> dance? Do you see some similarities or or mainly differences? Um, that's a tough one. I don't really see direct connections between the two of them. About I mean, I see it's like that left brain right brain thing. One of them is the artsy fartsy stuff and then the other one is the you know sciencey stuff i don't know i guess just keeps me uh well versed <laughs> so do you kind of compartmentalize them or do you feel that it just sort of keeps you whole as you said right brain brain left brain i feel like it kind of keeps me whole like they they apply to each other for sure in a lot of ways um in terms of like self-discipline and that kind of stuff they really help each other out do you find some of the creative skills transferable to other areas, whether they're to science or other areas of your life? I'd say so, yes. I think um, dance definitely helps with the creativity and thinking like outside the box in some senses, like kind of opens up those creative pathways. Who are the people helping you along the way? Uh, for sure, my mom, basically all of my family. My family's fantastic. I love them. Um, it's my mom and Linda, for sure. It's been a huge influence, especially, of course, the last three years when I was at the college. So, And in what way? What, what ways were they helping or influencing you? Uh, you know, they helped me figure out what I should be doing, like thinking about, you know, what the best path to take is, you know, that kind of stuff, helping me, um, you know, if I needed advice or anything, I could always go to them and they would be able to help me figure out what I needed to do. On the surface, dance and science seem totally unrelated. In the beginning, even Seth had trouble articulating any similarities. They're both just a part of who he is. According to Seth, dancing opens his creative pathways and allows him to think outside of the box. What else can we gain from the pursuit of dance? How can an artistic outlet feed our seemingly less artistic endeavors? Linda Fitzgerald started dancing when she was eight. She's been teaching dance at AACC for more than 30 years. Let's talk to Linda to learn what has kept her moving forward. been with AACC? About a million years. Uh, I've been here, I've been at the college since November of 87. And I've had a couple of different positions during that time. I was initially hired in admissions as a part-time admissions counselor. And then um, I took over a dance class for someone who went out on maternity leave. And that kind of got the ball rolling in regards to dance. Um, some students wanted a performing club and asked me if I was interested in signing on as the advisor and I said yes and that's when the dance company was born which was fall of 88 so our first public performance was spring of 89 and ultimately somewhere around 2000-ish um, they came up with a full-time dance position 
and I've had that since. So going back to when it started, this this is a 30th anniversary. Yes. Yeah, we had an amazing celebration. We had almost 80 alums returning to celebrate, and we had an alumni concert, which was just exceptional. And then we had a really big reception in the dining hall, which was so much fun, just catching up with everybody and hearing what they're doing and everything. It's a big family, and we had a great time, so it was wonderful. And then all the alums were invited guests to the current company show that night, and that kind of finished out the weekend. That's great. It's a big milestone, so congratulations. Thank you. Let's talk about the students that you typically see. What types of students take dance classes? Are they all dance majors? No. In fact, there are a lot who aren't majoring in dance, and um, some of them just are curious about it. Some of them have heard that ballet helps with balance and alignment, which it does. Um, I've had rock climbers. I've had, you know, certainly theater people. I've had returning students, non-traditional students, um, senior citizens. It's just, it's such a lovely grouping of people. You know, the population in the classes is really very diverse. So it's not it's not just the stereotypic college kid. And what kind of skills and experiences do these students bring then? A lot of different experiences. It it really depends. I mean, there's some who've never danced ever okay. and they find out that we have dance and they want to try it. And then I've had kids who have been dancing since they were 3 and uh they bring a lot of different experience with them, you know, depending on their background whether it's competitive or simply technique or classical training. So given this range of students, what do they typically gain from exploring dance? I think a good sense of self. Um, their kinesthetic sense is really important, knowing where their body is in space and being able to coordinate things. It's a very different thing for people who haven't danced to come in and, especially if they're taking a ballet class, which is extremely structured, and there's no gray area. It's it's pretty much black and white. So I think for them, it's just, it's learning how their body works and and getting stronger in a different way that they hadn't, in, you know, initially thought would happen. What do you typically see in students' ability to transfer what they're learning in dance into other areas of academic learning or, or in life? Yeah, I have friends who, like a, a really dear friend of mine who was a dance major, and she's now a nurse. And she understands how the body works, and she can relate to people that way. And I also have some friends who've gone into physical therapy, and there is dance therapy as well. And that's also a really beneficial field to explore. Uh, some of the dancers have gone on into arts management, which is also a great field. Um, some have gone on to stage design and lighting. So there's really, it's, it's much more than meets the eye. It's not just the studio type of dance. There's a really big field out there. You can be a historian, you can be a dance critic. Any creative art is gonna be transformative in some way. What does dance specifically teach us about transformation in our lives or redefining ourselves again I think it's more of an expression that you can use physically and I think it helps get things out there in terms of 
how you're feeling or what you've observed and just letting it, the physicality of it, let that help how things turn out. By teaching as much as you do, you dance. What do you do for you? (laughs) I keep trying. (laughs) As I get older, the things become more limited. You find new challenges and, and new things that you can capitalize on while you can still do them. So every year brings on a new challenge that way. If something is like taken from me, you try to find something else that I can still do. Um, I really enjoy it. It's just, you know, the joy I get from dancing at this point in time for myself is, is more seeing the students succeed and what they're getting out of it and, and watching the expression on their face when they get something they've been working so hard to get and they master it or when they complete a piece and it's actually a lovely composition that was really well crafted that makes me really happy that's you know the the teaching and the learning aspect you know i learn something new every day whether it's about me or about my students what about the program how has the program grown and changed over time the program has grown tremendously over time it was initially we just had two courses or you know just a few courses listed in physical education and there was no major and skip brown was the chair of physical education at the time really wonderful man and just so helpful in telling me what i needed to do and how i needed to do it and making these changes and see if they worked and thankfully one by one we got the courses changed to an hour and a quarter and uh, I had rewritten the description of them and started writing some new courses. And then the dean finally approached me and said, well, why don't you just write a dance curriculum? <laughs> so I said, no okay. No pressure. Yeah, I know, right? It was, it was a little daunting. There were definitely some roadblocks and some issues and some frustrations along the way. But in 1995, they accepted the dance major and we've added courses since then. We have about 23 that many. courses on the books, yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. Getting that early support must have been really validating and exciting, but there must have been some real risk here. You had been in the admissions office, now it's a whole new venture. What, was, what were the risks that you had to overcome to make this happen? The risks were finding the students to populate the program. I mean, that's a really scary thing. And when nobody knows that you have this kind of a program, they're not going to come. The best thing that we had going at the time probably were our performances and getting out into the public eye that way. And Wendy Winters, bless her heart, was instrumental in getting us publicity through the Capitol. Sure. And she came frequently to our performances and, and often would just write comments you yeah know, she for was me. such a strong advocate for the yeah. arts and for the college exactly exactly so she's missed oh all the time but the the challenge and it still remains getting students to come into this program and understand that we have a valid program and i've worked really hard with the four-year schools in the area so we have great articulation and everybody's very supportive I think all the chairs of the dance programs of UMBC, of Towson, of University of Maryland, Goucher, you know, all these local schools that have helped me in regards to making sure that I have a program that is going to be working with theirs.
the program has grown and changed so much. What about for yourself? What changes do you see in your own self-perception? That's a good question. Um, I think the things that I've seen are are more student-oriented in terms of how I deal with the students and you know the students have changed over time in what way um a lot of them are coming in with a lot more experience which is really exciting there's so many dance studios in this area and a lot of them have been going to them and they're the dance program in the high schools in the county you know the middle schools the elementary schools phenomenal so the feeding into the colleges is that much better too because of that what's next for the program somebody younger <laughs> coming in and taking over you know and bringing it to the next level which i think is really important to think about and uh exciting to think about for the students who will eventually come here um i i love what's happened here and i think that it's been such a great experience and i'm not hanging up my shoes yet but it's certainly in the in the future I've been so blessed and so lucky, and I really, I really do thank everybody who's who's helped me and who has supported me along the way. And it's just been amazing. I mean, I think in the the toughest times, I was constantly reminded why I was here by the students, you know, seeing their faces in class, and by the faculty and staff here. The people who are here just reminded me all the time, like, this is a great place. It really is. And when I think about redefining, you you redefined a curriculum, a whole program, completely redefined it. Oh, thank you. I had a lot of help, and it was, you know, done with a lot of support of everybody here. So I'm, I'm so grateful, and I'm so lucky. says dancing provides a sense of self. It helps us know where our body is in space. It provides an outlet to express our emotions. It can bring us joy. Linda's students, like Seth, and their own devotion to dance have kept her going. Let's return to Seth's story. What challenges has he faced? How has his study of dance and science helped him? If you were to think about it, given the disciplines that you've been studying, what do those disciplines teach us about transforming ourselves or redefining ourselves? Um, oh, that's a good question. <laughs> well, dance definitely, well, dance definitely transforms you in multiple ways. It transforms you physically, for sure, because it's not easy stuff to do. Um, mentally, you know, it, it gives you that confidence. It gives you that kind of artistry, that kind of sense about yourself. I think dance is really good for that. It's definitely a confidence boost in that sense. Tell me about your, your confidence level when you came here. Uh, it was very, very low. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just realized I was, like, really shy. I was not 
really getting out of things what I wanted to, out of like my relationships and my studies and everything. It just wasn't what I felt like I wanted it to be. And I was like, you know, this is all stemming from one common issue. And what help did you seek? Um, help did I seek? Well, I started just like looking inside, kind of applying myself to certain things more, definitely. I'm just having a hard time reconciling this. You're, you're a very tall, striking redhead <laughs> and out on stage <laughs> dancing. And I'm thinking, where's that shyness coming from? That's, that's just... oh, I think that's part of the issue is um, that I don't really like being the center of attention, which is very ironic considering that I'm a performer. And being that tall and striking appearance and not liking to be the center of attention. I see isn't a good combination. So that you've been reconciling <laughs> that. I can see that. Yeah. What about but now? I'm definitely I'm far more confident in myself. What's helped you get there? What's been the difference? Um, I guess just like, you know, going through all the dance courses and performing and then, you know, finishing up the STEM courses and all that stuff kind of makes me feel like, you know, I can do this. Like I'm... I don't give myself enough credit. I can actually do this stuff. So it kind of makes me feel a little better when I accomplish those kinds of things. Well, yeah, I'm thinking of being up on stage, putting yourself out there. I would think that would give you a lot of confidence. Yeah, it does. It's kind of weird because when you're on stage and the adrenaline hits you, you kind of forget about everything you don't even sometimes you don't even remember there's an audience there and then once you're done you're like oh that just happened <laughs> i don't know it's kind of it's always been like that performing for me like i have legitimately forgotten there was an audience before what has changed most in your self-perception in my self-perception um Hmm. That's a good question. Um, I guess I just really, I think the confidence thing is something that really has changed a lot about me. I really feel much more confident in myself than when I started here. And I think that's kind of one of the really big takeaways that I've gotten from here, which is maybe doesn't seem like a big thing, but it's very important. Then this question may be a bit redundant. <laughs> How have you redefined yourself? How have I redefined myself? Um, well, I went from having absolutely no idea what I wanted to do with my life to having a pretty strong idea of where I want to go. So, like, I'm charting out my path. And before, I was just kind of transient, not really sure what I was doing. So I think that's a really, really big thing that I've changed we are complex beings many individual elements a mix of our values and passions create the compound of our soul creativity seems particularly special and its use has incredible benefits Scientists claim activities like painting, drawing, writing, and dancing can help with everything from depression to immune deficiencies. Linda told us having a creative outlet helps her release emotions she couldn't otherwise express. Seth described how it fuels the accomplishments that give him confidence. We need creativity. 
It is the key to discovering real solutions, some choreographed, others improvised, to the world's problems. And someday, those solutions might allow us to dance on a thriving rock. What are you passionate about? Family? Service? The arts? If the latter, the arts need our support now more than ever. Go see a show, donate to your local arts council, or visit our show notes for ideas to connect, inspire, and fund the creative endeavors of our community. production of Anne Arundel Community College. Our executive producer is Allison Baumbush, our producer is Jeremiah Pravat, and our writer, Amy Carr Willard. Others who helped with this podcast include Angie Hamlet, Alicia Renahan, and Ben Pierce. Special thanks to Seth McCoy and Linda Fitzgerald. Find show notes, how to subscribe, and other extras on our website, aacc.edu slash podcast. I'm your host and creator of this podcast, Dan Baum. Thanks for listening.